MailChimp presents. Hey there, friend. I'm Paul Jarvis, and you're listening to Call Paul Business as Unusual, where we explore how business owners are working their way through their first pandemic create your own small reality where things are still safe and smart and forward moving, you know, to not fall into the trap of, you know, we're stuck here, right? We're just going to be stuck here until they let us out. (laughs) And then that all that does is create this horrible feeling. And there are ways that you can keep moving through this and and create and be creative and create positivity, uh, you know, even as a business. That's Sarah Williams, founder of 816 New York, a strategy and creative agency who helps small businesses and nonprofits find their voice and get their message out into the world. A lot of them struggle with their feelings about marketing, and Sarah helps them with that in a way that doesn't sound forced or harsh or disingenuous. One of Sarah's customers is Red Lentil Restaurant in Boston which had already gone through another crisis with the Boston Marathon bombing. When the quarantine went into effect, they wanted to stay open to serve their community. That meant pivoting quickly to promote their takeout and delivery, involving promotion through Instagram stories, rewarding customer loyalty, and connecting with other bigger movements. They basically had permission to throw the kitchen sink at their marketing, And Sarah's strategy has helped them to remain open. And I worked with this guy for 10 years and we, you know, we know each other really well. He's a a dear friend by now. And so I said, okay, uh, you know, give me two hours. And I started to kind of put together some plans, you know, what, what could we do? What kinds of promotions could we roll out? He's been really active in the community. So he already had a good framework. He's, you know, he's, he's a popular, the restaurant's popular. So it was just a matter of building on the reputation you know, if, if you're trying to do this right now, like, you know, build a reputation right now, then uh, it's not going to work. You know, like you have to be working on this all the time, <laughs> you know, so that when something like this happens, but nothing has been as effective as just showing love back to the audience, um, you know, showing love back to the loyal customers who are still coming in week after week and picking up their food and who still showed love on their Instagram accounts and Facebook you know, this guy who had like 144,000 Instagram followers and he said, hey, can we do a contest for you guys? Totally free. You know, we'll just feature one of your dishes and, you know, and we'll give out gift cards. And so we cost the restaurant like $200 in gift cards. And we did that and picked up huge number of orders. And so, yeah, so he called me a couple of weeks ago and he said, all my staff is still working. Uh, All my bills are paid. You know, I mean, it was, it was hugely emotional and like, you know, I'm getting teared up just thinking about it. Um, Like he didn't have any words. I don't even have any words to describe it so much for a communications person. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was this beautiful moment, you know, and he was like, we are slammed with orders. You know, my staff is happy. Like everybody's working really hard and that made it all worth it. You know, all the, all the hours and the kind of, you know, creative flurry. So what does a typical day uh, for you look like with work? What are the kinds of things, the tasks that you do on a daily or semi-daily basis? So right now it's a lot of COVID 
stuff. And a lot of the new projects that are coming in are COVID related, which is which is really kind of interesting because it's forcing people to bring things to my desk that uh, I haven't even thought about or that, you know, to apply my skills to helping them to kind of survive this crisis. But, you know, I mean, so yesterday, for instance, I did uh, you know, presented homepage concepts for a nonprofit web design that I'm building. We're doing a membership-based site. And, you know, and then after that, it was coding up a, an HTML email, doing browser and device testing for that, and then, and then having a, a consultation with possible new client who is having to move what would be an in-person event in Chicago that was kind of an annual thing to a virtual environment. Um, and they need help with branding that and launching it and advertising, you know, how, how do you market something? They're completely unfamiliar with like virtual events. What's it been like in the client services world for you since this started? Um, well, you know, I, I hesitate to say this because um, I actually feel guilty about it, but my business has not, has has been tremendous since this started. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody has either two, you know, one of two options, right? They can either, you know, like go into fear mode and fold up, or they can start expressing opinions, expressing who they are, communicating even more strongly. I made a, a little bit of a push to my clients to say, don't, like, don't give up, right? Like, this is what I'm here for. I'm not just, you know, a social media person or an email marketing person, or this is like, I'm your voice. And so now more than ever, you need to kind of build loyalty show people that you're still in business, you know, give people a feeling of normalcy and regularity and all of those things that they are missing because everything feels completely out of control. And because the messaging from the top is so confusing and, you know, and, and fear-based, but I think we're serving a really critical role for the people who identify that marketing, which has the, you know, one of the worst reputations um, as an industry, as well it should. There's a lot of shady people out there doing bad things. It's been really inspiring to see um, all these little tiny businesses like jump into this. And, and I think that it's, it's something that the media and that like what you're doing right now is really important because I don't think that people are really paying attention to how hard small businesses like mine and all my clients are working to stay alive. And I think that, you know, those are really inspiring stories and they're really you know, it's, it's, it's totally different than the chaos and carnage that you get, you know, when you open Twitter. What are, I guess, the fears and anxieties, the types of people you worked with tended to have before the last few months in quote unquote normalish circumstances, yeah. whatever that was? Yeah. Yeah. Like 90% of my business is referral. You know, I'm fortunate that way, but you know, the, the people that are referred to me are usually referred because they've had a conversation with, you know, somebody and they've been working with you know, an organization, a marketing team, you know, whatever they're calling themselves, a social media, you know, manager who seem to be giving them all the numbers and the reports and all these things that made it feel like they were uh, working, made it feel like the budget that they had for the service was worth it but then they weren't generating any sales. It's really important to me that I give a substantial understanding to the client of what we're doing and that they understand that if something's not working, if they're not seeing results from a business standpoint, then I'm not doing my job. And then I need to pivot so that I'm doing a better job. There's a lot of marketing agencies that just don't care. It's about volume and about monthly revenue. And that, that's, that's a really hard problem to scale 
for a company like mine that tries to be more reputation based um, and less about vanity metrics. So yeah, so I think it was mostly like they just didn't trust marketers and they had good reason to because like I said, there's a lot of really, uh, there's a lot of people doing kind of shady things out there and, and charging a lot of money for that. You know, I spend the first three or four sessions with a new client just kind of getting to know each other personally what's going on in your life professionally you know where do you want the business to be let's talk about business goals not just how many social media posts do you want to put out you know this month it's mostly about correcting the errors of my predecessors <laughs> when i take on a new client so then how do you get people who may have i guess a distaste about what they think marketing is or how it's supposed to work and then how do you make it fun or interesting for them, if that's even possible? How do you get them to love marketing again or love marketing for the first time? Oh, no, like, you know, that would that would create a whole bunch of delusion, right? <laughs> like there's no, you know, like no one can really love marketing. I mean, you know, you can, I, I don't, we don't even try to get to that point. I use a good amount of humor with my clients and, and that kind of, that sort of sarcastic, whatever, um, I'm very frank with them and say things like, I don't expect you to care about this. Don't worry, I'm caring about it. You know, but this is where we're headed and just try to keep it on a level where I just keep them engaged. Because most of the time, especially I work with a lot of engineers and guys and, you know, like clean energy and those kinds of things. Like they don't want to hear about marketing. Like it's the last thing that they will ever want to hear about. All they want to know is that I'm doing a job and it's showing a result. And frankly, you know, that's all they should care about. I'm speaking to them on a level where they, they don't feel inadequate, where they don't feel, you know, like they have to learn about marketing. They don't. Just like I don't have to learn how to be an engineer, you know, in order to represent them um, in a marketing standpoint. So, I mean, every, if everybody re respects each other's roles, then I, I think there can be really interesting symbiosis there. And then it's just about being delightful humans. What's the landscape? Uh, kind of looking like right now, I guess, in terms of how marketing has changed based on how people are dealing with what's going on in the world, uh, or, or I guess, has it? Some industries are having to be obviously incredibly creative and flexible and take risks and deal, like face the crisis head on, like retailers and you know, and, and restaurants and those kinds of businesses. Whereas, you know, if you move into the industrial sector, for the most part, you know, depending, they don't seem to be all that affected by it. Um, so it's just a matter of messaging out, you know, we're still working, you know, if they're doing something in the community, you know, showing that they have a heart through this, that they're not completely checked out from it. If the business is staying open or trying to operate on any level and it's a, with a storefront, then it really is like all hands on deck. I mean, there's no, and, and I, I enjoy that. I, I didn't realize I had an affinity for it, you know, I, but it's, it's really a, a creative challenge for me and, and really exciting for me. And it, it keeps me kind of, I don't know, feeling like I'm doing my small part to make a difference, right? I'm not in a hospital. I'm not, you know, uh, feeding people in a, in a shelter or anything like that. But this is me trying to kind of keep the economy going right, in my small way, keep these people feeding their staff, feeding their families. But I think in terms of marketing, it's, you know, you, you really have to kind of open up your mind to what, what else can we do? What more can we do? And then you really have to pay attention to the responsiveness of the audience. 
the fans or the followers or the customers, whatever, and then be very agile and pivot like immediately. Like if something works, double down on it and maybe do it again two weeks from then. If something doesn't work, okay, pivot. I think that people are really responsive to any kind of positivity um, and unity and those kinds of messages right now. Um, and that's kind of the position that I've, I've tried to push my clients that are out there trying to be actively still open watching tv at the moment it seems like i don't know every single commercial is the same where it's some big business that never cared about us anyway and there's this like light piano music and the narrator is we're here for you we're in this together Mm -hmm. so it seems like some companies are doing a poor job of marketing right now can you talk to that how are these people or companies marketing poorly? And I guess, what can they do to turn it around? That's, that's interesting that you brought that up. There was a tweet that went out, and I can't remember who it was. But it was like, um, you know, they said something like, please go out, buy a Toyota, you know. And now it's like, we're all suffering really hard. Please go out and buy a Toyota. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, that's, it, I think that, again, you kind of see the difference between what a small business can accomplish so much better than a big business um you know they just don't have the agility they really don't you know and it's almost like you get the sense that they're just waiting it out and there are smaller businesses that are doing that too i think it was like budweiser or something came out and said you know we gave a million dollars to the you know the bartender's tip fund or whatever it was and i'm like a million dollars that's nothing you know a million dollars for a company you know and and it's not like alcohol businesses are being affected you know, like people are still drinking now more than ever. So I think that where people are, are, uh, are messing up um, are not being effective in terms of marketing um, is by not acknowledging that this is going on and that we're all feeling something. It's not just about money. It's not just about the economy. It's not, it's, it's only a little bit political. This is about how people are feeling and how they're feeling scared. Um, and, and completely feeling like their whole reality has been disrupted. And I think that, that the commercial landscape has an obligation to kind of provide some amount of uh, stability for that, not just for their customers, but for their staff, right? So everybody kind of realizes that this isn't the end of the world. You know, this is a new normal. And if you can show that as a business you're shifting, you know, to address that and not pretending like it's going to go away in two months and we're all just going to go back to, um, you know, buying Toyotas and drinking Budweiser's, you know, then you're in good shape. Yeah, I think that it is. As much as it's a crappy situation now, it does seem like it's the time that small businesses that have cared about the communities they're in and the customers Mm -hmm. that they've served, they are better, I guess, at communicating effectively that they do care because they actually do, instead of a company pretending that they do and saying, well, we're here for you, now buy a Toyota. Yeah, exactly. I think we read intentions a, a lot better than we think we can. There, There is something mildly insulting, you know, where some of these big companies don't realize how savvy consumers have become and, and how uh, vulnerable and sensitive they are to messaging. And, you know, that now customers have this huge opportunity through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, to, to have an opinion about what the, the advertiser or the corporation is doing. 
And so, you know, I, I still think there are a whole, there's a whole segment of, uh, you know, corporations, certainly in the United States who, I don't know, they don't give consumers enough credit. And so they, what they end up doing is just the bare minimum, which I, I think, again, small businesses have, uh, I mean, they're, that's where they prove their value to a community because they may not have the resources to donate a million dollars, but, you know, they're out there actually doing good in the community. Like the governments can't really save small business, right? And, you know, this is about, this is about consumers and customers and businesses helping businesses. Um, you know, if you're looking to the PPP program or you're looking to, you know, um, some kind of like a bank, for God's sake, you really kind of have to always be in a position where you don't need a bailout. And that's easier said than done. But yeah, I mean, there's no amount of like anemic messaging that you can put out now that will help you. Like you, you really need to kind of, I don't know, focus on what's happening. I guess quite a few businesses aren't getting aid from the government or it's not working or they're not getting it fast enough. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing with the businesses who aren't getting that? How are they able to stay afloat or succeed uh, in, in spite of not getting any sort of help from the government right now? The blog posts that I put out on our website that do the best are the ones that really have actionable things that you could be doing right now to solve a problem. So the, the businesses that are every single week doing something uh, for the community or, you know, for their customers. And I'm not talking about discounts. I'm not talking about coupons. Like I haven't done any discounts or coupons. None of my clients are doing them. I don't think that's effective and I don't think it's a long-term strategy. We don't know how long this is going on. It's, it's really about messaging and thanking your customers over and over again for their support, featuring them on Instagram, sharing their, you know, their experience of your location, your restaurant, whatever it is. It's, it's really still about agility, about being active. Um, and then if you get the PPP money, God bless you, you know, but you know, how long does that last? It's like the $1,200 checks. Like how long does that last? Why? And I guess you might not have the answer for this, but as we've been talking, I've been getting more and more curious. It seems like you're able to I take a crisis and still put out really good and thoughtful work. Do you know why, why you think that is? Because I don't think everybody has that ability or everybody doesn't think they have that ability. It's, it's interesting how you grow as a professional, right? And it's, it's crazy to me that, you know, I'm like 41 years old and I'm still learning who I am as a professional, who I could be. But like I was, I'm always the person that my friends, when, when stuff blows up, right? You know, I've always been the person and for my family too, you know, I think in a lot of cases, like, you know, I'm the person that people come to because I'm, I'm like, I'm very logical and really rational. That's just kind of who I've always been. And it hasn't been tested so much, thank God, right, in a professional environment. But when, yeah, when something comes up that I automatically have to like jump on or it's a rush or it's a this or it's a that, somehow it calms me, like, you know, and then I'm, I just get super focused and I'm, you know, and somehow I'm able to like build a plan from that and like, okay, you know, like it's, this is what we're going to do. And, and I just, I don't know, I don't like, I don't lose my cool, which is, I mean, that sounds really self-absorbed, but I like, I don't know, there's something like it's in, it's exciting for me to kind of have that focus. 
So do you think that anything's going to change in the future when this sort of goes away in terms of marketing and its effectiveness? Do you think that there are going to be any lessons learned or, I don't know, any fundamental changes in the way that communication happens between businesses and consumers past all of this? I don't know. I mean, I, I really hope so. I like to believe that, and it may happen just on a really microcosmic level, you know, that it's going to be small, you know, and that if there's a, a network of small businesses and small, you know, efforts and community-based efforts, local efforts made, that's kind of the foundation of what this country is, you know? I mean, like, it, it became this sort of corporate-led, you know, Wall Street-fed, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, I like to believe that this country is, is more than that, and it's more about community and spirit and unity, and I think there are great lessons being learned here. This is an opportunity if you see it as an opportunity. You know, if you give in to fear and you kind of close up crab-like, then you're going to unfortunately have a really hard road, I think, as a small business owner. You know, but if you if you see this as an opportunity to to put a message out to your audience or to expand into a new area or to help the community or, you know, there's a, there's a hundred different ways that you can pivot your mindset away from what the news and, you know, politicians and stuff are telling you, you know, is the reality um, and kind of create your own small reality where things are still safe and smart and forward moving, you know, to not fall into the trap of, you know, we're stuck here right? We're just going to be stuck here until they let us out. <laughs> and then that all that does is create this horrible feeling in everyone that, you know, that we have no freedom and that, you know, we, we really were never um, free to begin with and all the other nonsense, the narratives that are going out, you know, that, that there are ways that you can keep moving, you know, through this and, and create and be creative, you know, create positivity, even as a business. And I think that it, it you know, I love seeing people come together and I, I hate the fact that we have to go through these kinds of things for people to come together. You might think that in a time of crisis, marketing should take a back seat. But it's actually essential for the survival of small businesses and the people that they employ. Sarah's inspired that even when things are tough, her clients and other small businesses aren't just falling into a trap of fear and contraction, but instead using this terrible time to have some freedom to reach their audiences in deeper and more expansive ways. Weathering this pandemic requires building trust, which feels like a form of real currency. Our social networks and connections to others hold real value. When trust is built, the people in those networks do things for each other, such as buying products, sharing social media posts, and helping each other. This means connecting with your community, not just when you have something to sell. Sarah is an expert at helping her customers build trust. Perhaps this is why she's been able to pivot so quickly during this crisis, because she knows what elemental things in life matter the most. This has translated into her services, which help her clients keep their lights on, their staff paid, and in some small measure, help keep the economy going. You can check out Sarah's company, 860 New York, at the numbers 
nyc.com and check out her case study on Red Lentil Restaurant on her blog. The article is called Restaurants and COVID-19 Crisis Communication Strategy for the Coronavirus. Call Paul is produced by Ruth Eddy and is a MailChimp original podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform so you can hear more stories like this one from other small business owners. To learn more about my thoughts on business and living online, you can hop on my newsletter at sundaydispatches.com. If you're a small business who's adapting and becoming more resilient, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email, callpaul at mailchimp.com.